Thunder Nerds are go. Thunder Nerds. Thunder Nerds, the day of reckoning is upon us. Uh, we have just watched. This is this is uh, being recorded maybe 10 minutes after we've watched Wild Blue Yonder. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, this is just not what I expected at all. I don't know what I... Well, I know what we've all talked about. Should we talk about that first? Should we debunk? Let's just Josh? get it out of the way. Let's just let's just rip the bandaid off, people. Let, let's um, debunk. We have two. Um, mm. We have two Alan Tracys here. Two Alan. Two two blonde, young Alan Tracys staring you in the face. Um, Neither of us are Scott people. N- not Neither even of us close. Not even close to Scott. So let's let's talk about the directors public service announcement well he was absolutely uh well he was absolutely telling the truth wasn't he it was completely not what i expected um i can't lie i think after seeing it and and how little we'd seen of certain set pieces um Mm. Because all of a sudden, the extensive green screen makes sense now. And I just, I suppose that my feeling about 10 minutes into the story, 15 even, was that I was watching Doctor Who and I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. I just had absolutely no idea. And... I kind of enjoyed that, to be honest. I just didn't know where... I I loved, like, being along for the ride with the Doctor and Donna and not sure uh, where they were. Like, a lot of the the trailers or the the descriptions of stories will at least let you in on what's going on in the basic setup of the story. And I feel like with this... You were you were in the dark, just as much as they were. Like, was it a spaceship? Was it a TARDIS? We thought with some people saying that it was a corrupted TARDIS. That's what that was a theory that was going around for a while. I, I remember a theory well back that was uh, that that it might be all set in the Doctor's TARDIS, like being the Wild Blue Yonder. Turns out that's not the case, right? Um, it turns out that it is. Turns some out that random. Turns out that random commenter on Reddit was a fucking liar. Was it was okay. just a liar, essentially. So I guess you take it all with a grain of salt. It is what it is. Um, I think Josh and I had a had a conversation off mic uh, last night saying probably nothing is going to happen after the public surface announcement and like let's lower the expectations and maybe hope for the best. A cameo, to be honest. And because that's what it, it, it had gone from a thinking a couple of weeks ago of, oh, maybe we'll get a full story with these characters returning to maybe we just need to, you know, maybe they'll give us a cameo somewhere and that'll be it. And it kind of went, yeah. well, it didn't even go there, to be honest. It was, mm-hmm. it was truly an isolated story of Doctor Who and they didn't give us much about 
mm. who who was which I kind of in this is what I really enjoyed about it. They didn't tell us where this ship was from, the origins of the ship. It was just some we don't even know what it was carrying, really. We have no idea. Um but something came aboard at some point. And there's so many things that as I was watching it were were suddenly making sense to me. And the director had said, I'd, I'd gone back in the last week just to, you know, salivate over what little I could find um, from people behind the scenes. And I found the director saying that, you know, when he read the scripts for specials one, two, and three, you know, the Star Beast reading was an absolute rort to go through. Apparently, special two didn't go down that well as a as a reading and yeah that's interesting because I can see why now that would be the case that probably just when you've only got Catherine and David for the most part reading all the lines at the read-through maybe it just didn't land that well but to see it on screen and to see the director you know the director saying it in at one point when he was asked months ago in the interviews for Doctor Who magazine they said, you know, what, what, what was really difficult or this or that? And he said, there's one, there's one part where we physically have to like show something growing. And that was really hard to realize or, or just hard to even wrap his head around how they would even try and, and do it. And, um, I really liked it. Now I'll say this, Josh, what's your thoughts on like, the, the, because it was running through my head as, as I was watching it. It was it was extremely impressive, of course. Was it something that I would say like, oh, you know, they're going to teach this in film schools kind of thing? No. Not really. Um, I, I, I suspected that was... Just a bit of hype. I, the- I, yeah. I mean, you can't really take... I know we all got hype, hyped up a bit, like, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah, like, yeah, are they yeah. going to break the conventions of storytelling? Are they going to do, like, do this we or talked that. about multiple mediums yep, yep. of storytelling? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they oh, talked. Fuck. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about, we floated the idea that maybe there would be, like, yeah. multiple types of stylistic visual choices used. Mm. Um, it doesn't really do that, but. Yeah. And um, what did you think of the opening <laughs> with Isaac Newton? I thought the opening was was funny. I don't really think it was um, groundbreaking or anything. No, nah, it wasn't open groundbreaking, air. definitely. It was just a bit of fun at the beginning, it was fun, I think, wasn't bit, it? A bit of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good little, little laugh. Yeah. But really, like, yeah, I mean, the meat of the episode is the episode itself, like the setting. Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah, like they must have shot it on... The, the what is it called? I, I keep um, forgetting what it's called. It, the Disney. It's uh, it's like it. I know what you're talking. You're talking about like the three D screen, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like they must have shot it on that. Yep. I'm feeling. Well, it um, must have been because the the actors would have, for some of these sequences, if they were just against a, a green screen and nothing else, they would have nothing to work against, really, would they? Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like um, I've been looking at just quickly perusing uh, different people's True, I first reactions. I haven't, I haven't seen. Um, is there any is mixed there bag? Coming through? Mixed bag. Mixed bag. Okay. Okay. Um, a few comments. I'll read a couple out actually. Okay. Where are you? Are you on Gallifrey um, Reddit? Or? I'm on r slash Gallifrey. I gotcha. 
All right, give us something. Great episode. Not sure why details about it needed to be under triple lockdown, though. Yeah, that's true. I can kind of see. Absolutely. I can see the. I can see that. Hundred percent. And a lot of other people are just just buzzing. They they loved it. You know. Yep. Yep. So it really does seem like it is a bizarre decision, isn't it? To to have it so to to have released and I look I'll say this it now makes complete sense why they redacted the cast members of of Wild Blue Yonder it's because mm. it was David Tennant Catherine Tate David Tennant and Catherine Tate essentially that's why they and I don't I, yeah I think that's you know yeah I don't know if that's have, completely necessary it's a complete to be honest you know that you're you know that you're you're kind of um you're toying with uh, people a little well, bit what you could that, have, aren't what, you? what you could do is is say David Tennant, Catherine Tate. And, and that's, that's it. And that's it. You just leave it at that. Unless, oh, but then again, you know who they, they, they would have mismarried you at the beginning was, was only announced the other day before the magazine, which is the woman that like, you know, Isaac Newton passes on the street. They probably redacted those two cast members' names, but the third doesn't. That's what I thought. Yeah, the, mm. the third though. Who was the third name? Was there a third person in that beginning? No idea, mate. I don't um, think so. Unless it's the robot, kind of, like the voice of the robot was the was. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they didn't. What, they didn't give us that. What do I feel? I think it, it, it really it is a sneak preview into. Oh, 100%. Doctor Who of the future, I think, in terms of scale. Yep. I mean, you can't deny it looked, it looked pretty great. It looked the best Doctor Who I think I've ever seen, like, visually. Yeah. Um, looked really good. Yeah. Um, I loved... Uh, I loved um, mm-hmm. the atmosphere of the whole episode was quite, quite good. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed... Um... I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I don't know what to say. I just thought it was doc- it was the best Doctor Who story that I've seen in years, and that is mm. like that that like ap- like hundred percent. That's Doctor Who. That this is what I've wanted. People, this is the Doctor Who. I know it's not. I know we've got excited, and there were so many things we speculated, and I I thoroughly enjoyed every moment of that speculation. But when it came to sitting down and going, where are we going? And we end up in 1666, and we we meet Isaac Newton, and the TARDIS is in the tree. It it just it feels like the TARDIS can go anywhere, you know. And that's what I love. Like it's a random little opening, but it feels like you know we could end up anywhere. And then we we go to this ship. We quickly learn that while that the TARDIS itself was playing Wild Blue Yonder. Which I thought was really interesting because the doctor says that like it's almost the TARDIS is at war. It, he makes like a, a a line about the TARDIS and war or something, which was interesting. And they quickly Davies quickly rids of the sonic screwdriver within the first like five minutes of the story. And I loved, I loved. I just don't know how much I could say this. I just I loved going to the. Through, walking through the ship, going down the corridors, not quite knowing what the technology is on this ship, the doctor having to work things out by looking at the, you know, the robot, the slow robot and going, oh, it's moving fairly slowly. 
like like it looks it's a fairly primitive design like he's he's working out roughly where he is by just his own like intuition and his own, and his experiences and then he goes and and I love that the TARDIS is not translating that's an interesting idea mm. but the TARDIS the moment it leaves the countdown which would have said 10 9 8 earlier it's 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 not translating I enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, the scene where they're at the edge of creation, and he's looking out the the window. Is doc is the kind of Doctor Who I've I've yearned for for years, where we just s- sit with characters in big moments and and throw across big ideas. And the Doctor throws out an idea that like I can't remember the line completely. But the doctor indicates that once you learn this type of yada yada physics, because you're 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 still fairly primitive, like th- it gives you an idea of the age of the doctor and what he's seen on his travels and what he's learned. Like having him say, "Oh, once you learn this, you'll you'll learn that the edge of creation technically is possible," and that was just an interesting idea, and that that's what Russell to his original run of Doctor Who just big bold interesting ideas you know um yeah I I thought that the the way that this unfolds to you that there's and so for a bit I actually thought that the rumors were true at the, mm, at the beginning me too I, I me genuinely too. like believed for a bit I almost think, to me, that was almost a detriment to myself, actually. Because when I saw the Doctor and I saw Donna and they were talking to each other and then you realise that the Doctor's somewhere else and then Donna walks in and then they're intercutting. I thought it was wonderfully intercut between each other, those two scenes. And I started to say, oh, they're shapeshifters. And I actually thought for a bit, it was true and then the longer it went on I started I don't think it is I think this is genuinely Tennant and Tate and Russell doing what he said he was going to do which is have these characters say things to each other that they've never really said before and I really enjoyed the the Donna I don't even know what you call these creatures did they ever get named or are they just nameless I think they were nameless Nameless, yeah. They were they were just a nameless entity at the edge of creation. We don't know how long they'd been on the ship. We just know that three years ago, the captain ejected herself from the ship to stop them and set the course, or set the set the ship on a very very slow self destruct. Um, because it seems the more that you think, the faster you're thinking. Um, these creatures learn at a faster rate. So the captain had somehow worked it out and gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna set this ship to self-destruct at an extremely slow pace to, to avoid them figuring out what's going on to, and hoping that they wouldn't get hold of the ship and and maybe find civilization. They were extremely malevolent, these creatures, whatever they were. Yeah, there was no redeeming quality. I thought they were going to do like a, mm. oh, they're just curious sort yeah. of twist ending. And but no, it, they, they, it, they incinerate them, yeah, <laughs> blow the, them to uh, kingdom gum. 100% at the beginning it felt like they were learning or something but by the end of it um yeah like you said there's no redeeming quality like they they 
they seem to have been influenced by what they could feel coming towards them because there's a there's a there's an explanation and I'm, this this is going to be one that I'm extremely excited to rewatch actually and really pick up on some smaller details that I miss but they do mention at one point something like about how they've actually come into physical form into physical being they kind of say something like um because the doctor's wondering why they're only physical now or something like that and they they have a line about like you know the blood and the war and the hatred of you of of, of 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 that that was on the horizon or something in the darkness like coming like has somehow is manifest like they've manifested themselves because of what it was very it was very odd. I need to go back and watch it, but I thought it was all very interesting. Like I thought, I just love maybe it's just me. I'm just a I'm a sucker for deep space Doctor Who, and there's something about taking a great character like the Doctor, a great character like Donna, putting them out of their comfort zone in a way we haven't really seen. Um, a little bit scared, the doc, the way the Doctor kind of jumps to, to blaming Donna with the coffee at the beginning, and then he goes, I'm going to hold off and not do that. Like, they're just, just moments you don't see a lot where the characters are, are actually having an argument or, like, mm. that you can see the Doctor... He is a little bit upset with her, but he's not going to hold on to that because there's bigger things to worry about here. If they start arguing between themselves, it's just it's it's kind of just pointless. He he needs to figure out how they get themselves off it, and the curiosity of the doctor comes through by wandering off, and he he so he's also to blame for what happens as well. You know, when the TARDIS takes off, he wasn't there to stop it because he he let his curiosity wander as the doctor does. But I loved the flux reference. Now, Josh. Didn't know about this when we were watching it, but um, you know, Chibnall essentially. I mean, to to the best of my knowledge, in 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 the last Jodie Whittaker season, has this flux event rip apart half the universe, and nothing mm-hmm. ever is said about it. Essentially, like it just happens, and then that's it. Like no one ever addresses that half the universe gets like <laughs> wiped out. Well, I guess I read a comment mm. just before that that said, well, you know a good chunk of the universe was destroyed in Logopolis and that's never mentioned again, you know. True, true. So, I, I guess I don't it's... even know if it is, though, in Logopolis. I watched that recently. Is it? I mean, let me think. Oh, I guess they do say it starts to decay. I don't know. I don't know if it's... Oh, actually, yeah, you might be right. They, def- the universe does definitely start decaying. So, I suppose it could just be one of those things where, you know, it happens. No one ever addresses it again. That's Doctor Who. But I liked that they referenced back to Flux. Mm. I like that they mm. mentioned that the Doctor, because the Flux event essentially is because of the Doctor. It, it, it all comes down to the Timeless Child stuff and Tech Tayoon and whatnot, which you'll see when you get there, Josh. But essentially, like, it's not it's not directly her fault, but it's indirectly around the Doctor that, that it's all occurred. So it's interesting to have the Doctor, at least we see that it, this does weigh up on his mind and mm. and that it's actually addressed by the Donna entity that the Doctor is not from Gallifrey, which is a very, very interesting thing for Russell to absolutely and fundamentally say, yes, this is the case. If if Chris Chibnall has has written the Doctor to not be of Gallifreyan origin, that the Doctor was something else that was taken to Gallifrey and experimented on, and then 
you know, the, 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 the city dwellers of, 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 of Gallifrey eventually became Time Lords. It's interesting to have this Donna entity address that, you know, the Doctor is not actually from Gallifrey. And we, we see that way up on the Doctor as well. So there's been a lot that's happened, I suppose, to the Doctor since he last saw Donna in his own life, you know. He fought on Trenzalore as well as the 11th Doctor for 900 years and he was trapped in the Confession Dial for 4 billion years that he can remember. Not physically, of course. We know that there was copies of that, but it's just interesting to have all of these little things weigh up and we see that yeah, it's not just Donna that's changed in the last 15 human years, but the Doctor's had a lot going on as well. Um, and I think, like you said, it's a really, and this is what I, this is what I said, Thunder Nerds. I did say that I think you're going to get a good idea of where Doctor Who's headed in the next era with Wild Blue Yonder. The, 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 we, we know what a, a, a classic Russell T Davies final looks like, right? And we know that that's what we're going to get with the giggle. We knew what a, what that they were coming back with the Star Beast to do it, a, a typical Series 4 type story to get us in. For me, this story was the one that I had all my eyes locked on. Oh, only two eyes. <laughs> uh, I had my eyes locked on this one because it's Deep Space Doctor Who. I'm not saying that there's, that there's anything, like, wrong with bringing, like, you know progressiveness into Doctor Who and and with anything in life I suppose there's nothing wrong with it okay I just want it to feel organic to the story and I didn't always feel like the Star Beast felt like it organically held together in its in its climax it felt a little bit rushed it felt like certain things didn't need to be said um like it was just it was it it it, um, it was a I really enjoyed it it's just it's pacing it had to do a hell of a lot and it didn't get a lot of time to do everything it wanted to do, so it, it felt like it was at a brisk pace. But when you get something like this, you hope that, it, and with anything with Doctor Who, or it's anything, it's anything. But for me, with Doctor Who, story first, please. Give me a great Doctor Who story first, and I felt like I got this here. What's your mm, thoughts? Really good. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Pretty much with everything you've said. Mm. I mean. I'm just curious now. Please. Deconstructing. Yeah. Trying to deconstruct the hype that we built. Yeah, please, please. Almost ir- irrationally. Yep. Was it rational? I think it was rational. Was yep. it fair to um yep. to speculate to the lengths that we did? I'm 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 curious now, like let's think, let's find the line. What's what's happened to Tom, mate? Is he just was he just not did he not want to do Tales of the TARDIS? Was he not interested? Maybe. Maybe. I wonder Good because question. there's. I'm. I'm struggling to think now mm. how he's in. If he's involved in any way at all, because he's not in the giggle. Yep. Spoilers, as far as we know, from mm-hmm. from from leaks and and spoilers and all that. It's just bizarre. Yeah. That's a, one I, thing I, that's bizarre to me. And Paul McGann. Yeah. No, Paul. That's no, Paul. bizarre, mate. Yep. Yep. Bit of a shit. Like it's a bit like sh- like mm. we had Peter. Colin and Sylvester in um, what was it? Power of the Doctor. Yep. Right. Um, but and then you bring you bring them back again for Tales of the Tartars, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but I why? Why there was no, no Paul, Paul or Tom? 
maybe Paul. Tom, you can understand. Something. You can understand Tom, maybe just not wanting to do it, mm. or maybe he's he's just he can't physically. Mm. But Paul, mate, I don't know. Very very bizarre, mate. Question. Um, good question. I don't, go on. We could go, we could speculate and say, well, let's think. Tom did an interview recently. I think it was with the Radio Times 60th anniversary stuff. Um, and he, it was really interesting. Like he, he mentioned that when, I, I, I don't know the exact wording, but I did read it, but so I don't want to, I don't want to throw like words in the mouth because I'm not, I'm not fully across this, like in exactly how he said it, but he essentially said, I avoid the other doctors where possible. Like he, yeah, I read that. He, he was like, I, I, I steer clear. Like a, a, with a with a with a hefty dose of like it was something like that, right? It was, and and he's he's referring to the eighties doctors, I think, because he's never he's never been on great terms with him. I know he did dimensions in time, right? But if you, if you want to, if you really want to go there and go, oh, why did he? Why did he do that? Well. They probably build it to him that he was the he was the main doctor, because am I am I wrong in saying that at the start he's like calling all doctors, like the Tom Baker doctors, the one that like gathers them all. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't seen Dimensions in time, and I'm not saying like I haven't I haven't rewatched it recently. Mm. Um, so who, I'm pretty um, sure it opens uh, with, with the fourth doctor, like over a microphone, got, yeah. like calling all other doctors to action essentially and then he never appears on screen with them like all the other ones like like other ones that for for the for the story like a switch between like different companions and doctors that are walking around and whatnot in I'm, in the I'm not going to lie in this episode mm. once it was established that they were shapeshifters and they knew yep yeah the doctors past i thought okay we genuinely thought we might yeah. a few doctors here i thought we were going to get like a few in a weird way you know not just matt and peter yeah yeah once you thought was gonna be there for a second you know just to just as just a taunt yep um but you know that's just that's on that's on yourself isn't it is isn't it building it up in your head i guess i guess i guess you know we speculated i enjoyed every moment of speculation with that comes you know well a precedent of speculation is fun people it's it's fun. You I know, love it. But love like, it. it does. But it, but but <sighs> there is that air of caution of going. Well, if you and I sit, we speculate, and then something even half true happens. Like you know, it just turns. It turns out that it, the rumor of the shapeshifter. Maybe I wonder if, I wonder if someone did leak something about shapeshifting creatures. It's 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 because that's essentially what it was. They did take the form. They didn't. They didn't switch from that moment on into anything further but they sh- they did become the form of the doctor and Donna and I wonder if something small like that leaked out because that was months ago and then someone ran with it recently and went I'm gonna I'm gonna say that like you know it's Capaldi and Smith and this and that and do you know what I mean I wonder if someone took that a rumor that had come out a while ago and then just went I'm gonna ramp it up in the week before because so mm. what are the coincidences that, that what, what are the, at the, the, end? the points mm. the points where we were so certain was were evidence of a multi-doctor story what were, what were the points of um, interest it was, it was solely Matt Smith yeah in in um 
on the near the location. It correct? was Matt, it was so it's Matt Smith in in Scotland, right? And and he was with Arthur Darvel and Karen mm-hmm. Gillan. And it was the redacted name? It was, and it was, they and um, they said they said they were going to like a, you know, a birth. It was Matt Smith's birthday. This that, but it was weird timing because he'd recently done House of Dragon and he had all this long hair and then he cut it off and got it back to how it looked when he was the eleventh Doctor, and so everyone was like, okay, and it was it was during it just so happened to be during the weeks of Wild Blue Yonder's filming. It was. It was. It was during, specifically, it, it, it was. Well, it was during the specials filming, but it was. Okay. It was about the time where they went behind closed doors because Wild Blue Yon was pretty much all on. Um, obviously, what like, the fuck was going on with that director's post, mate, on Instagram? Then, yeah, that's a great point. What he, is he, going he, on? He people? posted a photo of 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 the TARDIS on set, and inside was Smith, and then it got deleted. Is that a just cock teasing? What is that? I think it's doc. I think it's doc teasing, doc teasing people. Doc teasing. Um, what else do we get? Unless it's for, uh, is it for? We got the redacted. It's not. Yeah. The redacted. Right. That was big. I mean, what are the odds now? This is this is grasping at straws, people. Okay. Yep. This is this is this is real Alan energy. Oh, right this, now. this um, is. I know what you're going to say. What this are the odds Alan. that that they're in that that there's something in the giggle waiting for us? You shameless motherfucker! You shameless, shameless, shameless. Are we hedge man. bets here. Do we? Do we? I'm, Finale, I'm, the toy maker. It's to return. Like, are we? Are we? Are we gonna? Are we gonna buckle down and say the leaker was wrong or the leaker? I, I have, I've been Alan Tracy once. I won't I be again. to be Alan Tracy again. <laughs> I refuse to be Alan again. I'm gonna say this, people. I've been, I've, I've. Russell T Davies has baited me. He's um, he's turned me into a beta simp, Alan Tracy. He's, he's had his way with me profusely, and I'm going to say this: I declare, Thunderheads, that the giggle will have now spoilers. Liam, if you can hear me, spoilers for a second. I declare that in the giggle, shooty get what will buy generate. I think it's real. I think that's your very, very. Slim pickings of multi-doctor, right? Um, which I'd love to not be true, to be honest. But just based on quite literally everything else they've said, and now what we know about the Christmas special that's come out in the last couple of days, um, it all seems like a special one, and and the Christmas special are all real. So why would the giggle ones not be? I think all that happens. I think. Given what Russell has said on record with SFX magazine, the last issue of it, not the one that's just come out, the one before that, the 28-page preview for the specials, um, we're going to get a flashback to the original Celestial Toymaker story. He's pretty much confirmed that there will be a flashback to that. So I think you might get some Hartnell there. I think you get the 15th Doctor. I think you get the, the, the 14th with him at one point. Maybe do you do you ever see in these specials like other just just like shots of other doctors? Do you know what I mean? Like in the sixty year anniversary, do you ever see like shots of them all? Like I don't know. Like you know how the eleventh hour did like the hologram thing. I'm just yeah, saying. That would do be you the just leak, mate? Surely that would have been leaked. I guess. So so I, I honestly think that unless the leaker has left things out, um. I I think that we're getting we won't be getting much for that kind of stuff. It's 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 actually to be honest 
and I know it's a, I know it's an anniversary. I know I know the fiftieth was a huge milestone, but it's still the sixtieth anniversary. I th- it feels to me like Russell's doing what he did throughout his entire first run, and that's that he doesn't indulge in things. He never did that. He was very like, this is the most. I've seen him do like with Beep the Meep and the Wrath Warriors and stuff like like and then the Toy Maker. He doesn't. He he, he used to bring back like old monsters, but it was the class. It was like Sontarans, Davros, Cybermen, the Master. He he brought back the big ones, and I've not really seen him do anything like the nichest thing I ever saw him do was he he. There's a tenth Doctor story where the Macra are the enemies from the second Doctor era, like a random one-off villain of Troughton came back in the 10th Doctor era. But other than that, like, he's not like that, I don't think. And so, even with an anniversary, he's he's held himself like, for, for instance, I think there's something to be said. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against people who say, you know, why are we billing these as the 60th anniversary specials when in Wild Blue Yonder there's there's not there's nothing? I wouldn't argue against that. There's nothing really. I mean, a few comments I've seen on 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 Do you know um, what I mean? just in the last uh, last half an hour since we watched it. Yeah, is this why why call it the 60th anniversary specials? Hundred percent. That I there's could nothing absolutely... anniversary really about apart from the, the toy maker returning. Yeah. Like, I guess. Yep. In the third special. You're building them a 60th anniversary, but mm. they're, it's just like a mini season of Doctor Who and they are isolated. There is not really an arc going on. I feel on. like we're not getting we're not getting a Paul McGann spin-off. I think. I think we okay. We're not. I, I personally think that that is going to happen. But I'm not gonna I'm not going to I've said why I think it's going to happen. I still believe it to to be something that'll be on the cards. But I, I'm I'm I don't think it's I'm gonna say that I think it's gonna happen, but I think I have to stop talking about it. I think that I have to yeah. just like it because if if I keep saying it, like I just we're think we're getting into spoilers again. Um, yep. We'll mention we'll mention this now. Yep. Um, yep. Go for it. It's if it's I f- honestly feel like if there's gonna be a spin off and Disney is monetarily involved with the new Doctor Who. Go for it. You think it'll be? It's going to be Tenant. Yep. A spin-off with Tenant. Yep. I think I'm going to... I'm going to... I don't love that, yep. people. I'm going to lock my... I'm going to bunker down, and I'm going to say that it's an eighth Doctor one. I think that I think that they will have a unit thing. My, my question will be, because I don't think you need it, right? I think that Kate Lethbridge-Stewart is more than enough for a unit spin-off but i do wonder if the plan is to in the if they do say an eighth doctor spin-off which i think again they will do if they do the unit spin-off which seems like the other likely one to do i now wonder even though i think kate's enough will they use tenant as like a nick fury like character 
that links everything together. Please no. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, will he be the link in the unit show where he's like a Nick Fury somehow? Just don't have the Doctor. Just don't have. I don't think you need him. Tenant, if you're gonna have him survive this by generation, yeah, just have him just live out his life quietly and and, yeah. and retire. Essentially, I think that's what I think you need. Don't bring him yeah. back because it's already, it's already doing a little bit of, little bit of damage. I think. Mm. Potentially going forward, mm. if it's true, it's mm. it's uh, it just doesn't need it doesn't. It's no upsides to it to me. There's no upsides no, to the no. by generation. I, think, I honestly, it's, I think you have to absolutely and fundamentally say that Shooty Gatler is the fifteenth Doctor. He's the he he is the Doctor. You can't if even you give tempt the people other Doctor the with, TARDIS, with, you with, have to with make with him any misconceptions. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. You I could see to. it. You have to. Yeah. It, it would honestly, if you're gonna, I, I said this to a to a friend of mine the other day. If you go ahead with this, you have to turn him into the curator, uh, the curator. And if you don't, you've you've run you've not only have you done something that's quite risky in terms of how people perceive it, but you've also missed maybe the only thing that could that could make it work. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would be a missed opportunity to do something like this and not turn it into something like the curator which then links it back and to the 50th and does something um, interesting i think tom yeah, baker yeah. decided i think he put his do you know what i think happened i'm, I'm in a, mm. a speculation speculation territory people i think tom went no no i, I don't think i will i don't think i will do that if, if i'm just going to be another doctor in a series of you know reunions essentially no, no, I don't think so. I I think he genuinely he's the he's the the oldest living doctor, right? He's the he's the in the in the line of succession. He is now the the fourth doctor. Is the like all the first, second, and third have all passed away. He's the oldest doctor. I think that Tom, and he he used to say it back in the day when he. Like, think about this. He had three people play the Doctor before him. He made Doctor Who so big in his era. I've seen, I'm not going to give again exact quotes, but I remember during his, after his run, he he, he defined himself as the Doctor. Like, the, the real Doctor. You know? Like, he, he saw the other ones as just, you know, he, and, and I wonder if there's still that part of him, that streak in him, that... That goes, nah, I don't want to be alongside, like, I don't want to just be another, like, for instance, did they, did someone like Moffat get him over the line by not including the other Doctors properly in the 50th? Did, did he get Tom Baker over the line by going, look, Tom, you're the, you're the one classic Doctor that's going to return in this story? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Because the the, mm. the other doctors, he he didn't really show up for um, the five-ish doctors reboot thing that they did. He wasn't there. We know he was in the actual story. Paul McGann, I could say, like who knows? Was he was he shooting something at the time of the Tales of the Tardis in June? I mean, it was a last-minute thing that Russell put together. Did the eighth doctor was was Paul just not available, and so he didn't do it? But look, he's still a working actor, Paul. Whereas Tom, I'm now wondering, did he genuinely... I didn't think he would. 
But now I am questioning, did he put a line in the sand and say, no, I'm not going to? Because I just can't see why they wouldn't have offered him and someone like Louise Jameson, like, a reunion. And I also now ask, because I was, I was one thing I was, <sighs> i got to be honest, people, I, 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 and I, I, look, I'll put my hand up, I'm Alan Tracy, absolutely. But I genuinely, in the lead up to all of this, thought that the the TARDIS could be a, a real thing. I, was that a huge misdirect when that door opened and it looked like a... I think it was, mate. I think I think they knew exactly what they were doing. Because that was... I, they, they, they opened it on that shot. And then paused the clip. Paused it. It looks like the the console, all right? That's exactly what they... Even the they, doctor they in, in the other clip where the doctor starts having a reaction to something and they cut it away. They They were very clever in the clips they put out. Because then the doctor's actually joking with Donna. Mm. He kind of get, catches her off guard. They were very... Because I, I genuinely, mate, I, I thought Susan would, would be back. I was, I, I was almost as sure of that as I was about, like, something that's like That's another Smith. good point. No, to, no, no Susan, mate. Yeah. And Tales of the Tardis. Like, nothing, that, and that's, and that's Very, my, very odd. Yeah, that's, like, that's oh. now my question. Because I was sure that she'd be here. I was, that, I was almost sure of, as sure of that as I was of how sure I was about Smith. Right? And... Now I I can't help but wonder why they didn't get David Bradley as the first Doctor to reunite with Caroline Ford, who was at the premiere for the Star Beast, and has said on record, as of just like an interview recently for Radio Times, that if she was asked back, she'd do it in a heartbeat. So that's interesting, isn't it? Because there was nothing about that in people? Special Three. Is the giggle the last laugh? Mm. And it's, is it going to surprise us? Are they going to? Is there something there? Has has have we been misdirected yeah. with the whole bi bi generation thing? I still can't. I just don't. I, I'm trying to put myself in in a in a head writer's mindset. Yep. Is that something I would do, knowing that that you're trying to path like the forge a new path for Doctor Who? Would I fuck around with some, something like that? Oh, I yeah. don't know. Are you talking about the? I don't um, know. The whole bi generation yeah, thing, yeah, mate. Yeah. So maybe that whole thing is is a misdirect, mm. like we talked about. Look, I'd, false I, scripts I, I, and, I'd, and all, all all that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Hey, you know what? Here's something for you. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna put my Tim Foyle hat on, people. Are you ready for this? Indulge with us. Here we go. I've got two two things that I'm going to throw out here, and I want to see what you all think of this. Speculation piece one. They leak what they want to leak. Right? So, hear me out with this. They leak some key details from Special One. So, what, what did we get from Special One? We got the Metacrisis line we got that the beat beat the meat like like that the doctor would assume the pronoun we got the coffee right out of all that i guess they did leak the metacrisis ending that it would be passed down and inherited she wouldn't die per se they that was true right now it doesn't answer why the leaker didn't have access to special two why was no special two leaked, right? So keep that in your mind. Now, special three, 
the leeks come around for special three, and then the leeks come around for Christmas, and they're pretty basic. Well, actually, actually, this, the leeks that came out for, for the Christmas special were plot by, like, beat by beat almost, and then explaining the twist at the end of the story, which is yet to be, I guess we have to see to, to, to see if it's true, but everything that's happened so far has turned out to be true. So, and, and, and the news that we've heard now, now we know goblins are the enemy in the Christmas special, that's exactly what was said in the leaks. So, did somebody leak what they wanted to leak, and then special three stuff is not true? That they've thrown us off? Did they, another theory is, did someone leak it to try and soft, like soften the idea to fans before it happens about the bioregeneration? Throw it on to see what people think, and just cushion, cushion the fall. I don't know. I don't know. It's again like I can't. I just can't like reason in my mind why why you would do it. Like the, the why the showrunner would decide to do that if it was a complete misdirect and not true, and they'd lured you into it with, you know, the things that they put in there for the Christmas special and for special one, which are lesser stories, and then they went, hey, don't do anything for special two. Keep on the train of you know keeping that one under wraps. They don't like anything of that, and then they leak fake things for special three to throw us off. That'd be great. I mean, I'd be I'd be happy with that. But I don't. I think that it's going to happen personally. So why? Like, what is the point of the bio generation? Let's just think about this. Apart from just having something different, yep, like unexpected happen. If you retire David Tennant and he goes to Earth, mm. what is the point of the bio generation? Just <sighs> if not just to have the like it's to have t- your, David Tennant fans be like oh he's still out there yeah, like, I don't know, even think it's that to be honest doctor. I don't, honestly don't even think it's that because I think that once he hits that this is my feeling right I mean I actually don't think you're going to see the Tennant doctor again until a special or something I, I don't think you will that's mm. my feeling I think that it's more of a thing of uh, oh, look I could be completely wrong obviously but oh, my feeling is that Russell's trying to have his cake and eat it too. He's try- he's giving the fan. He wants to give the fans like a happy ending for this doctor and for Donna, and and to go. Oh look, I they're they're there settling <sighs> down. And like- I don't like the segmentation, mm. the segmentation of the doctors. Yeah, of saying this doctor gets a happy ending and he never dies. Yep, it's all they're meant to be one, one person they are. with different yep. personalities. Yep. Okay, but part of the show is about change. And yep. letting go of the things we which, like and the people we like, absolutely, and which makes it all the more, which makes it all the more like. I just don't like the special treatment. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It just, it just, I don't know, it just like, makes it all the more weird because if if I'm right and we're not going to see this tenant doctor a lot moving forward, it makes it all the more weird to even do it because I truly think that when he hits that reset button, he's going to hit that reset button and. When Shooty Gatwa comes along, the show is going to be reinvigorated. It's going to be new. We've got a new companion. We've got a new doctor. I've just read the latest SFX magazine, which is all focused on the Christmas special. And Russell said that the Christmas special is completely through the eyes of Ruby Sunday, the companion, which is very much what Rose was. It sounds like he's absolutely like going back really to like do that. Doctor Who through the eyes of the companion for the reboot kind of thing. 
Um, which makes me think like we've got a doctor in a leather jacket. I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to make a few comparisons. He's got short hair. I know that's like, I know I'm just clutching <laughs> at straws. But Christopher Eccleston and Shudi Gatwa are very similar in their makeup. The leather jacket doctors, the blonde 18-year-old companion. Last time it was Rose. This time it's Ruby Sunday. Last time Billy Piper was older. This time they've actually got for the first time an actress that's that age. So it's an 18-year-old actress. She was born the year before Doctor Who rebooted in 2005, which is weird to say, but that's, yeah, she was she was a baby when Chris Eccleston was the Doctor with Rose. Isn't that weird? But they've got an 18-year-old, and they've set it up very similarly to, to how it was. There's a bit of backstory with the Doctor, the timeless child, the flux. It's still playing on the Doctor's mind. There's history with the Doctor. Russell said that when he was writing the Christmas special, he found it extremely difficult to to bring the companion into the story and then have the doctor come through obviously like like for her to meet him and all that but he said that what he found really challenging this time because so much has happened to the doctor in in since he's left and because there's so much to explain to a companion about the doctor just in general he said this time around writing the christmas special the church on ruby road that's upcoming he found it really difficult to do, and so he decided to drop it, which I thought was a really interesting little little nugget of information. He essentially said, "I dropped. I I I decided that it was not. It was too much for this for the Christmas special story, and I decided to make it all on the companion. And I've I've he said it'll make sense when you see it. The Doctor." For, for the most part remains a, a mystery to her by the end of special by the end of the Christmas special leading into her learning a lot more when the show will return um, for the full season of Gatwa which I quite like I think that that's probably the way to do it so I think if you're going to do it hit the hard reset but it feels like that proper, so why like do why do Tenet at all then if he's not going to be there, don't like why, it. I just why don't do we do like... it? Is, are we just trying to get our cake and eat it too and go, oh, look, he's happy now and, and Donna's happy. Like, uh, I think that that takes away from the ending of Journey's End personally and the way that, you know, the tragedy of Donna Noble, I suppose. But it's, I'm not saying it hasn't been a joy to see her here cause it, because it has. And Catherine Tate is, is really wonderful again. Um, but does it take away from the journey's end ending to have to have it all get tied up in a neat bow? Oh, well, I guess we just have to see right. if it's true. Disney, but. Disney is mm. is involved. They know tenants a drawer. Is it he's, is he, it there in the drawer. back pocket in case the ratings? He's dip gonna do or something. It's gonna do. Um, could be that. Is it a show no, of no confidence? Be, is it a show of, you know, stipulation from Disney? We're not confident in, in Gatwa. Is it, is it just, look, okay, we, we, we're, we're confident, but uh, if something goes wrong, hey, we've got him in the back pocket. If the views dip, bring ten, bring Tenet back, and we've got a reason now. 14th Doctor's still around. Like, I've said this to you before, has to be mortal. Don't love him having a TARDIS. Has, you, 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 if, if we're mitigating it, you have to make he has it very be mortal clear that and he, he has no not, TARDIS. Yeah, he has mm. to be. He can't. It's got to be so clear that Gatwa is the, the definite article. You might say. You know, that's what I think. Um, guys, I I really liked this story. I I loved. Mm. I I got to be honest. I was completely weirded out by some moments in Wild Blue Yonder. 
uh, like when you learn about the shifters and then the, when the, when she's like, oh, my arms are too long and she says it over and over and then it cuts and you see her arms flailing on the floor. I was genuinely weirded out by it. And I, and I, I was weirded out and all I could think later was like, if I was a kid watching Doctor Who and I watched that story, I'd be proper wigged out by it. I think I'd be terrified, mate. I was, I was, I was finding it bizarre at moments watching, watching the doctor like bend himself back and like run, crawl out. The, it was fucking bizarre at the door after. Like, I was thinking about it. Mm. If I was a kid watching Doctor Who today, this would probably terrify the shit mm. out of me. Like, this is not like Cassandra in the end of the world shit that you were saying scared you when you were a kid. This is like, this was freaky shit. If you were younger. This wouldn't just be weird; it would be outright terrifying to watch. Oh, for sure. Um, but it was good. I think um, for me, if yeah. I was to rate it, yep, this is high Thunderbird two, very high, yeah. low Thunderbird one for me. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, yes, purely is it is it is it my own fault? Yep. For for not gonna lie, feeling a tinge of disappointment. Yes. Yep. Come on, no one owes no one owes you anything yeah 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 yep. you're not you're not they're not your servants but you know you're not owed any, owed, owed anything you're not but in the, sa- like at the same in, but on the flip side i i am going to stand by and say after everything that got spe- like after everything that happened all the weird coincidences everything around this story uh i i genuinely think that we had every reason to to ponder because I, I was I was sure that this middle special that was and, and think about how hidden it was from the trailers how little we'd seen I think it was um it was reasonable just to 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 speculate and to wonder um I, I'll say this is it an example of potentially when people are doing interviews hyping it up too much well it's their job i guess it's their job to job to do that mm. um but then i guess there's nothing there's nothing that i don't know it's it's a, it's a weird one for me because i thought it was tech from a technical standpoint it was quite clever how they split the doctor and donna up at, at certain moments in the story and then had them and like brought them then back together for you to wonder as an audience member as well who's who and then you know all four in the room at once the uh, directing that scene would be like think about the logistics of putting David Tennant Catherine Tate in the room when all four of them were in the room together at one point there's no glass there you've got to set them up, direct them, like that they've got they've probably got stand-ins doing the other lines while they're doing like technically it would have been difficult. The the big wide open corridors of the ship looked great, I thought. The um the exterior when the I, I think I think the most I enjoyed this story. I would say for me it was probably a th- oh, I don't know. I want to go back and rewatch it, and I want to rewatch it more than I wanted to rewatch the Star Beast. Like I think I could watch this two more times easily, and I probably am going to say off the like off the bat that this is a Thunderbird one for me, and it's mm. it's probably the low 
Thunderbird one for now. Um, I think the most I enjoyed the story was was the moment the Doctor sent the drone thing out and we saw the exterior of the ship and we just and and there was the whole talk of like we're at the edge of creation because that stuff is what I'm interested in with Doctor Who and just in general with space I think so I think my 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 interest levels were at their highest point when we were around that moment where the doctor was at the at the window and we wondered what's out there and what's going on here and we still hadn't at that point seen the the monster of the week so there were so many questions going through my mind of like where are we what's going on I loved it um I'll say this it was a little bit rent I I I genuinely thought for a second are they leaving Donna here to die are they just going to let the real Donna get ripped apart on this ship and the implications, what will that mean for Special 3 when it's not Donna? That I did think that at one point. And I can't help but it was funny the way the Doctor was like, oh, your arms are too long. And then he flipped her out of the, the door with like the... <laughs> he flipped her out of the door and then picked the real Donna up. But I can't help but think it was a little bit unnecessary because to me... It was a great answer that she gave. You know, why is it Mrs. B? It just is. It just is funny. I went, that's that's so human. That's so, that's a great line that he would go, yeah, you're coming with me because it was the one thing this creature couldn't understand. It just couldn't couldn't understand that. It, it tried to come up with every, and then it, it took away from that, I think, a little bit to have that turn out to actually be the creature and then to subvert your expectation and go, oh, like, no, like, don't, like, it just, and then one last, I think your arms are too long, and then, oh, I, I got it wrong, I, I, my best friend, I got it wrong, I'm gonna go back and pick her up now, got your audience, I just, I don't know if it was, if it was needed, personally, um, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I just thought it was a little bit, like, random, in the end there, I, I, which is why I thought, like, Oh, are they actually going to kill her off here? Like, is that the tragedy of of Wild Blue Yonder that that it, they've completely hidden it under lock and key, and and it's it, Donna Noble's going to die? Like, it's going to be like a companion death, like Adric, where there's no, there's nothing kind about it, there's nothing nice about it. You don't get time to rationalise it or make sense of it. He made the wrong choice, and she's dead, and then he's going to have to deal with that in Special Three but that didn't happen. So anyway, mm. I just that was something fleeting that I thought because I was like, I, for one, the moment he got it wrong, didn't think he was going to come back and then, you know, oh, I got it wrong. Yeah, I'm back. Like I thought that maybe they were actually going to commit to it. But anyway, it was, it was the last, I guess it was like a will they, won't they last shock of the episode. You know, we got, yeah, we, we had you thinking there, didn't we? Like, I don't know, but Anyway, I really liked it overall. A really good Doctor Interesting. Story. Interesting. Well, and that's it. Thunder Nerds. Um, excited to see the giggle. Mm. Maybe there might be a Scott Tracy redemption. Maybe next week, but Maybe. I doubt I it. Think I think so. we're. we're I'm, I think not as, we are I'm not Ellen's. as excited for the giggle personally. No, I'm not. Like, I think I'm not going to be. We're not going to be doing speculation. Nah, nah. I don't think there's not going to be any speculation, guys. Like, there's I, not going to be any emergency like we broadcasts. Nah. The toy makers back. Like, I. I, I the director said for to, for this story, for Russell said that 
the first half an hour of the of the of the giggle goes by and you won't believe how much it packs into that first half an hour the the, the director said that she completely separate to this and months before this um that russell said that the director said oh the giggle i can't believe how much it packs into one hour so it sounds like it's going to be a ripping yarn a fun story big you know epic i i i hope we get to see personally like the toy maker's realm in the story that it's not all just in like london per se but like at some point the doctor gets taken to the toy room like the first doctor did and we we get to watch some trial type games get played out that's what i would like towards the end of the story we'll have to, um, but we have to see we'll have to be we have to be patient patient people mm. patient enjoy your week mm. enjoy um your rewatches of wild beyond yeah and i um, think i think now guys i'm gonna go get a coffee and it's time for me to scour reddit i want to see what people are saying so that's what i'll be doing this morning but uh yeah good to gather around watch doctor who it's just exciting to have it back to be honest and this was the best story of doctor who uh in years so we're not gonna lie people mm. we were totally prepared oh yeah tell, to title this it. episode yep. we we're gonna title this episode doctor in distress yep if if it wasn't good yep but yep it was if, it if, was very if wild good, blue yonder had nothing in it and was a middling low range doctor who story you would have had Josh and I singing Davies in stress um, to the music, you know, and you know what? Maybe it's it's still there. It's reserved. We we reserve the right as 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 Thunder Nerds to uh, you know at any at any given moment in this next coming era if we feel it's necessary. I kind of just want to play it to be honest because I think it's hilarious, but but we'll reserve it for a moment where it might be needed so keep that in the in the mind people in the back pocket doctor in distress looms large um but yeah uh if you're liking the podcast as always please please uh you know follow us so you get notified of new episodes dropping um give it a rating all of that helps um until then switching to Horizontal flight. Thunder nerds out.